TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. WGR. Uh, give me the offensive lineman for the Packers who was last introduced during pregame introductions. Kramer. Not as incorrect. That's a good guess, Kramer, because, you know, he was on that line. So it's not Kramer, and it's not Forrest Gregg. And it's not Thurston. So there's only a couple more. Time to relax and rewind. Rick, the final Packer offensive lineman announced during pregame introductions in Super Bowl One. Howard Simon. No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's not it. One more. It's not Kramer. It is not Bill Curry. It is not... Howard Simon. Um... No, I said it's not Forrest, damn it! It's not Forrest Gregg! It is not Kramer! It it's is the not... best of WGR. This is the garbage you give me? Zach, who's the lineman? And I'm going to say Bill Curry. No, I just said it wasn't Bill Curry, damn it! The Nightcap on WGR. Sports Radio 550. Yay! Yay! What's up, everybody? It's the Nightcap, Joe DiBiase here on WGR. Football Friday edition of the Nightcap. Leading you into Sunday's game between the Bills and the Chargers. 803-0550, the phone number to jump in on tonight's conversation. There's golf on right now. Watching Charles Barkley tee off. Sunset, mountain view in the background. This is sports in 2020. There was college football on today for some reason. That actually might be normal day after Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, by the way. And I'm ready to start talking about Sunday's game. Usually we start doing that yesterday. Didn't have a show yesterday because with the family. You're, I mean, by this time, last night on Thanksgiving, turkey, uh, drinks, whatever contributes to it. You are tired. You're gassed by 7 o'clock. Tonight, different story. Get some coffee. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. And I'm ready to talk about this game. This is a game that's interesting because you have two teams with very different records. The Bills at 7-3 and three and the LA Chargers at 3-7. and seven. And to me, the first thing that I think of when I think of the Chargers is, well, they're exactly what they've always been. They have a very good quarterback. They have a pretty good point differential, they have a bad record. They lose close games. That's what they do. And that has continued. Different head coach, different quarterback, same, different city. But it's the same team. They just continue. They're, it's like they're cursed. And Justin Herbert is on, think of it this way. 
imagine a team coming into the year that has a lot of talent, like the Chargers did coming into the year. They have, beginning of the year, what was the narrative about them? Well, to me, they were kind of similar to the 2017 Bills. Maybe even a souped-up version of the 2017 Bills. This is a team that, hey, Tyrod Taylor's just got to do just enough. He doesn't have to be great. And the talent around him should be able to carry them into playoff contention. Maybe not a playoff spot, but they'll be in the race down the stretch. Great wide receivers. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. It's a a really good one-two punch at the receiver position. Hunter Henry is an above-average tight end in the league. A very good tight end in the league. They've got two amazing pass rushers in Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. They've got a great cornerback in Casey Hayward. Like They have got talent. They've got a good running back in Austin Eckler who catches passes. He's the modern-day style of running back that you need. And not only have they not been good because of Tyrod Taylor being their quarterback, Tyrod plays one game, Herbert comes in because they puncture Tyrod's lung with a needle, Herbert goes in and since he is setting rookie records, he is on pace to break the rookie passing yards record, a rookie passing touchdowns record, he might do it in a few weeks. Baker Mayfield has the rookie record for passing touchdowns in the season with 27. And Justin Herbert's already at 22 in only nine starts. The guy is lighting the league on fire at a rate that rookies never do. He, it really reminds me of Mahomes' first year in the league. Now... Mahomes' first year as a starter in the league, I should say. He sat for a season, started a Week 17 game that didn't matter for the Chiefs. Then, there's there's the next year. There's that first full year as a starter. 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Herbert's not quite going to get to 50 touchdowns, and he might not quite get to 5,000 yards, but the trajectory, the trajectory that he is on, to me, is as close to Mahomes' first season as we've ever seen by any quarterback ever. And... Imagine having a second Mahomes in the conference. Because this is this is actually what instills a lot of confidence in me with Josh Allen and with the Bills going forward. To me, seeing what the Chiefs are, a step forward from Allen this season wasn't going to be enough in terms of his end result. He needed to be the level of good that he's been this season. Averaging... Almost 300 yards a game passing, 21 touchdowns to 7 picks through 10 starts. Like That's the kind of production, 68% completion by the way, that's the kind of production that you need to be in a real conversation with Kansas City, not just right now, but one day. And imagine now if Justin Herbert becomes another version of that. It's nice to have Allen, but I hope he cools off. I hope he cools off. Because if he's this good, I mean, that could be a second elite quarterback, the likes of one that we really haven't seen in your conference for the next decade. And you've already got a guy that you you can't touch. Allen, as good as Allen will get, he'll never get as good as Patrick Mahomes. That guy's playing quarterback at a higher level than anybody's ever played it. Nobody's making throws like him. Nobody has ever made throws like him. Nobody has ever thrown the ball with such consistent accuracy as he has. And yes, he's helped by his weapons. And yes, he's helped by his offense. But 
that guy's going to rule this conference for 10 years plus. And here's Justin Herbert. He's giving you a season right out of the gates that's as close to that as we've ever seen. And I've got, I compared these guys on Wednesday. They might be the new model of the franchise quarterback. Yes, they are big. Yes, they kind of have that old school narrative around them. Where like they're tall, they could see over the offensive line, they could throw it over the mountains. But those guys, Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, their number one trait coming in was arm strength and athleticism. They can create plays off of structure. They can create plays in structure, in the pocket, out of the pocket, well-versed all-around quarterbacks that can make every throw on the field. All three of those guys can make every throw on the field. And I hope Herbert cools off because the Chargers don't have to do much. If he plays like this for the rest of his career, or it's early, I know, nine starts, I'm getting ahead of myself, but if this is how is this, if this is what Justin Herbert is, the Chargers don't have to do much in order to be a great team in the AFC. The Bills and Allen are kind of proving that right now. And that is why they are at least one step ahead of what the Chargers are because the quarterbacks are playing at a similar level, Herbert and Allen. They're playing, they're both having almost equally great seasons. But why are the Bills 7 and 3 and why are the Chargers 3 and 7? Some of it is luck. Absolutely. Some of it is luck. The point differentials are close enough where you have to factor that in at least a little bit. But situational coaching. And I'm not saying Sean McDermott is the best in the world at this. Although I, we haven't seen any major flaws in that area of his coaching really since his first season that I can remember. Thinking back to like when they had 10 men on the field against the Falcons. And like the biggest play of their season that ended up being a... Fourth down, Atlanta's got a score to win the game, and the Bills had 10 guys on the field. Like That's the only example that comes to my mind of, yeah, late game, like, what are you doing there? Whereas the Chargers, they're always doing weird stuff. They're always stuck. They're always 40 seconds to go, no timeouts, and they're down six. Like, that's just the Chargers. And a lot of it is their late game decisions to punt, when to punt, punting on the opposition side of the field, Cowardly punts by the Chargers a lot. Weird timing for your timeouts when you have got the clock ticking and you run up to call a play 20 yards down the field and you'd spend 20 seconds trying to get up there and get set for the play when you could have called a timeout and saved yourself those 20 seconds. Like, there's a lot of stuff like that with Anthony Lynn and the Chargers. So it doesn't take much, but... That is another thing that's not going right for them right now. They always seem to have injuries. Always have injuries. I don't know what it is. The Chargers always have injuries. Derwin James missing the season for them this season. Keenan Allen's been injured a bunch throughout his career. Austin Eckler, an injury this year to him. The the Tyrod Taylor story. I know they're probably better off as a team because Herbert comes in for Tyrod, but still. (laughs) Really? You puncture the lung of your starting quarterback? Imagine if that happened. Imagine if that happened with Josh Allen, knock on wood, or any other starting quarterback in the league. That fan base would just be up in arms. <laughs> they would want the guy's head. And that happened to their guy who was starting a quarterback at the time. 
and throughout the years, they've always been like that. So I don't know if that's luck. I don't know if that's their training staff. I don't know. But the Chargers always have big injuries. Pouncey up front also missing the year. So there's that. And then there is a talent gap to me. The Chargers have some talent, but they have holes all over their roster. Even though Casey Hayward is a good, a very good cornerback, they do have holes in their secondary. They have holes in their linebacking core. They have holes on their offensive line. They have places where they need to upgrade. The Bills, even today, even with their struggles on defense this season, even with their struggles in the run game, there's not a big glaring hole on the whole roster. Like the position... The position group that has struggled the most this season to me is linebacker. But I wouldn't say that's because of the talent. That's just because you've been unlucky unlucky with injuries to Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. And to Delshawn Phillips and Tyrell Dodson if you wanted to at times this season. So the Bills don't really have a glaring hole anywhere on the roster. That's the big two differences between those two franchises Right now, because it's not quarterback. Quarterback, it's pretty close. So, all that to say, Allen's getting some help, but what he's proving is you only need some help when you're playing like that and you're going to be a contender in your conference. All you need is some help, and he's getting a little, he's getting some. Stephon Diggs, I mean, like that, that might be 90% of the help that you need. The Chargers are getting like none from their team around their quarterback or their coaching staff, and that's why they're three and seven. And these two teams might go back and forth for a long time. I could totally see like what the next decade being Bills, Chargers, Texans, Chiefs. But, you know, two of those four teams that have elitely talented quarterbacks, they got to start getting the rest of their team together. Whereas the Chiefs and Bills, they already have the infrastructure around their guys. So you don't have to worry about them. The game on Sunday, I'm not sure how important it is. The Bills do only have a one-game lead in the AFC East. I guess if you misstep, we'll have to bring it back into conversation. The Dolphins play the Jets, and I just can't see them losing that football game. I know Tua's got a thumb injury, and I know they have got other injuries on their team. But, man, the Jets the Jets are in full tank mode. They're one of the least talented teams I've ever seen. Like Name a guy on offense you've heard of other than Frank Gore. Who, by the way... Of five running backs on the Jets this season, ranks fourth in terms of yards per carry. And he's like the one guy left. (laughs) He's like the one guy healthy in their backfield, and he's been like the worst one. So I can't see the Jets beating the Dolphins on Sunday. And even if they do, you know, at that point, I guess we're throwing Miami out the window. But assuming the Dolphins win that game, which I think is safe, the Bills, as long as you don't misstep, like this is where you should be. You're 7-3, you're a game up on a divisional team that you are definitely better than. Just don't misstep. You know, just don't implode. Home against the Chargers. You should win that game. We are, we have arrived at, we've arrived at games where the Bills should win. And now we're looking for signs of what they're going to do in the playoffs, how good a team they really are within wins. And that is an opposite, the opposite of where we used to be with this team. Because I grew up, all I knew as a Bills fan was, all right, they were going to lose a big chunk of games. And within those losses, what were we always doing? We were looking for signs from individual players, from coaching decisions. We were looking for signs 
that they could be building something. We were looking for signs that J.P. Lossman and Trent Edwards and E.J. Manuel could be franchise quarterbacks. Like, oh, did you see this throw in the third quarter? I mean, there's not many guys that can make that throw that Lossman made. I know he stunk in the first two quarters, but hey, we get that third quarter out of him more often and we might be we might have something. Instead of that, in a loss, you have the opposite. You have, well, we're trying to figure out stuff for the rest of the way, but it's happening within a win. And that's where I'm at with this game and the Chargers. Like they're gonna to me, they're going to beat the Chargers. I think that that's going to happen. They're a five and a half point favorite. They're at home, and I think they're in a game situation they should win so like Gabriel Davis hey I want to learn stuff in this game can I see what Gabriel Davis does in another test being the third wide receiver on this team because we know Stephon Diggs is elite we know Cole Beasley is one of the better slot receivers in football and we know John Brown is a well-versed balanced number two wide receiver but he's got injury problems he's had them all year he's been in and out of the lineup He's going to miss this Sunday. And I think, good thing that they're holding him out. They need that guy for the playoffs. And that's the way I'm thinking. I'm already thinking about matchups that they're going to have in the wild card round. Save John Brown for the playoffs. But, can you, you can't 100% trust him to be healthy now in these games that will matter when you reach playoff time. And it would be nice for the Bills to have a plan B. Because they have sorely missed John Brown when he is not in the lineup this season. They need a second outside weapon to Stephon Diggs. And when Brown has gone out, it's been the Diggs show. But that's it. Nobody else has really stepped up. Even Beasley has had has had some disappearing acts when Brown's been out of the lineup. And Gabriel Davis has flashed. He has showed some really nice skills this season. He's got good speed, he's got good size, and he's got very good hands. But inconsistencies, which you would obviously expect from a fourth-round rookie, but that's where you are. Your backup plan to an important player on your offense shouldn't be a fourth-round rookie. It's nice when he steps up and contributes, but the difference between, oh, look, Gabriel Davis, that's a nice play, like that. The difference between, you know, being surprised and being surprised by those plays and counting on those plays. That's the difference between a team that's serious about winning the Super Bowl and a team that is just still trying to figure out what they've got for the long term. And the Bills should be way closer to the former. Way closer. It's nice when Gabriel Davis makes plays. You shouldn't be counting on a fourth-round rookie for an important position on your offense. You don't need to go crazy investing in the fourth wide receiver for your team, but having a veteran player in there just in case John Brown can't stay healthy to me is something the Bills should be exploring. And that's what I thought of today when I saw that Kenny Stills was released by the Houston Texans. $2.8 million prorated salary for the rest of the season. Yeah, you're taking a couple of million dollars away from your salary cap structure next season. But what are you trying to do? Are you really trying to win the Super Bowl right now? Because if you are 100% in your belief that you can win it this year, you go add Kenny Stills, and you're not going to do it. Why? Because of the $2 million? Like, that should be that big of a hindrance to you? It's not like you're taking a significant dead cap hit. 
It's small on the grand scheme of things. And we always see it, right? NFL teams make cap room out of thin air. The Rams pay every single guy on their roster, and they always seem to have cap space. So, excuse me if I am not getting held up over $2 bucks. Now, this is all probably for not because Stills is going to waivers. The Bills are 28th in the waiver order. Very unlikely they will get their hands on this guy. But, go for it. Go for it. Because Kenny Stills is a decent wide receiver. He's a good vertical threat in the league. That's really what he is. He is a guy that's going to stretch the field. And yes, he can run a full route tree. He's not a one-trick pony. But his main skill set is flying up the sidelines on the outside. That's Kenny Stills. But to me, the difference between, hey, if John Brown gets hurt and I'm going to a guy who has had multiple, multiple 500-plus yard seasons in the league, in fact, every single year of his career, except for one, he's been 500-plus yards, which, you know, that's not an elite wide receiver. That's a good, that's a good wide receiver. That's a guy that plays. That's a guy that contributes. To have that as your plan B, instead of having to count on a fourth-round rookie, that to me is a big difference. And it's kind of, and I want them to be acting like the Chiefs do. I think this is the time you need to try to knock them off. You're going to be having to do it forever. So you might as well start taking your shots now. They're a team that, like, they signed Le'Veon Bell. Did the Chiefs need Le'Veon Bell? No, of course they didn't. They were getting along just fine. They have been plugging in no names at running back, and they've gotten the production. Damian Williams went from a special teamer in Miami, showed up with the Chiefs. He became the starting running back. He did great. He did great. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, first-round pick. He hasn't been insane. He hasn't been, you know, as good as some past first-round running backs like Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott, who were picked higher in the draft. He's been good. He's been fine. It's an offense where really you plug anybody in at running back and they'll give you the production that you want. And Le'Veon Bell becomes available from the Jets. Did the Chiefs need Le'Veon Bell? No, they didn't need Le'Veon Bell. But, hey, if their rookie running back happens to go down injury, he's a nice little plan B to have. To me, Kenny Stills, at wide receiver, is the Bills version of what the Chiefs did with Bell. It's a depth move that could help you come playoff time. It's a depth move that shows your fans and shows your team that you are serious about winning, and you are serious about winning right now. And I don't need the Bills to make a move like this, but what's the downside? Is it really that big? Because the upside is he might play an important role for you come playoff time. It's like a trade deadline rental in the NHL. Remember when the Sabres in the 2006-2007 season, they go get a Dinah Zubris. Dinah Zubris is not a great player. He's a good, he's, he's all right, you know? He's all right. He'll score a couple goals for you. He'll give you a little bit of offense. He's not going to win or lose you the cup, but he'll give you some good depth, and he shows the rest of your team and your fans that, hey, like, we're going for this thing. And that's like what Kenny Stills is to me. He's not going to win or lose you the Super Bowl, probably, but... If you get in a pinch, he'd be a good guy to have on the roster. 803-0550 is the phone number. We are going to hear from Greg Cosell today. He'll be our interview of the day. Always great when he's on with One Bills Live, so we'll get to that. To your phone calls before that, though, at 803-0550. So give me a call here on the Nightcap on WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.